When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the Fightful Post Smackdown Post Show right here on Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes sitting in for Sean Ross Sapp, who is at WrestleCade. He's at WrestleCade right now. He's uh, going to spend the weekend there getting all sorts of content, all sorts of news, interviews, scoopsies that he'll be able to share over on Fightful.com for all of you. And one of the reasons why he's able to do that, and he even brought Jeremy Lambert with him, Lambert, Lambert, whatever, he brought him with, with him. So both of our guys are over there making sure everything is under control. And one of the reasons why he can do that is because of, of all your support. Not only here popping up here, on the live shows, your visits over on FightfulWrestling.com to check out all your, your wrestling news and content and, and, and scoops that you love, but also on FightfulSelect.com, which is our premium service, which is actually the best way to show support for Fightful in general. And if you're not quite sure what Fightful Select is, well, where, where have you been all your life? Fightful, ba- there's all sorts of extra content there. You get Sean's Fightful backstage report that he does every week. Get, gets you behind-the-scenes news on all sorts of interesting tidbits. There's all sorts of news previews and scoops there as well. Sean does a Q&A session, which, which Fightful members, Fightful Select members can ask as many questions as they like. We have retro reviews up there. I actually have to shoot a few of those with Sean coming up. We've got to do some of those. Steven Jensen has the weekender, and of course, Alex Pulowski, two times a week, delivers us some Sour Graps, which is the only wrestling review show that absolutely promotes itself as 100% negative. So if you like people crapping on wrestling, (laughs) Alex is your man over on Fightful Select with Sour Graps, but I'll tell you what I'm not sour about. Me being here this evening, of course, but being joined by the one and only Kelsey, who, ha- who has accepted to jump in and take uh, my usual spot on Friday as I'm taking over for Sean's. Kelsey, how you doing this evening? I'm doing great. SmackDown was decent. My hockey team won, and I think things are pretty good right now. I'm, I'm with you, the host with the most, and the ghost with the most. I can't believe I'm seeing you. Uh, uh, okay, I'm still going to try and be friendly with you. Uh, who's your hockey team? Who won? Bruins. The, Bru- the Bruins. I'm from Mon- yeah. I'm, I'm not from Montreal, but I'm in the I'm in the uh the uh, uh the environment of the Canadians. So I'm supposed to hate the Bruins, aren't I? I know. You're my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting and in hockey. <laughs> but we want to thank Kelsey. Kelsey, is a, she, uh, she does a whole bunch of podcasts online. She's very, very active. She interviews a bunch of people. She works hard. She has a great online presence. We're thrilled that she accepted to join us tonight. And we're thrilled that all of you are here joining us live as well tonight, giving us some super chats, which is another great way 
to support Fightful. And if you want to drop us a super chat, I will read your question and or comment and or statement online. If you put all three within one super chat, it'll be really long to read, but you can give it a try. And Shane Haas tonight starts it off by asking, are we getting Brian Danielson American Dragon? Uh, wow. That, I don't know. <laughs> Prob I mean, you never know what can happen, right? But, uh, you know... Brian doesn't quite wrestle as nimbly as he did back when he was the American Dragon, and it was an entirely different style of wrestling as well. I don't know. What What do you think, Kelsey? I mean, he has to be more careful, like you said, with the way he wrestles. So it would be a different version of him than it was before. I just think that no matter what happens, what version of Daniel Bryan we see, he's going to need some Rogaine. I tweeted that corny, but <laughs> all you saw was hair well, coming up the ring i really liked the ending though that was intense i thought it was cool and it made you want to see what's going to happen well, we'll, next week so effective we'll, we'll 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 get to that once we uh once we uh, hit the uh hit that part and we'll dive into it a little more but it 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 was very interesting to say the least makes you makes you makes you wonder what's going to happen next but the show started off this evening with Roman Reigns coming out and on a Thanksgiving episode why not start off with Roman Reigns he says that he has a lot of th things to be thankful for this year, family, good health and happiness. And a year ago in that in the same at the same time uh, he was um, at the same at the same place he was last year. He only had one of those, which was his family. Um, but things have turned around. He's very, very uh, he's healthy. He's back being happy again. And he want to thank he wants to thank his summer su successful, excuse me, summer slam team of Mustafa Ali, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman for winning the match, but they had one dummy, he says. One <laughs> dummy on the team, Baron Corbin, of course. And he says, let's bring the dummy out so we can apologize. Corbin comes out, and he says that, um, you know, it's all nice, all well and nice, Roman, but uh, I eliminated two people before you kicked me out of the match. You know, Kelsey... I like me a heel who's right, though. I mean, he's he's not wrong. He did eliminate two people before Roman took over. And as Baron Corbin said, you know, because of his ego, he couldn't handle it. He needed to be the hero, you know, kind of thing. I, I like this angle. I thought it was interesting. Sorry, there's someone knocking at my door. My dog's barking. But I like the angle, too, actually. And, you know, this whole... Uh... Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns thing took like 30 minutes of the show. And at first I was like, eh, I'm not digging this. You know, Reigns is coming out. It's probably going to be something corny. But it was something actually kind of powerful and nice. So I think that was really well done, actually. And it surprised me that I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> then Corbin comes out. And I was thinking, man, I really dislike Corbin. Like, a lot. And I was thinking to myself, he's the worst heel. He's so boring and corny. But then I started to, to think even more. And I was like, wait a minute. This is the only heel in wrestling I feel this way about. Every other heel I love to hate. Like, you know, MJF, I'd never boo him. I'd be like, oh my God, that's so great with whatever nasty thing he just said. Whereas Corbin, I'm like, man, I want him to lose. I really dislike him. And I might actually root for them against a baby face. So in that way, I started to think, man, is Corbin like the best heel in wrestling right now? I don't know. 
Well, it's I, really odd, but it, I'm like, my mind's blown. I blown, I blew my own mind. <laughs> I just blew my own mind. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what was, um, despite the fact that I, you know, I did think that the, uh, that, that part of his promo was okay. You know, you use the word, the word corny. He sort of fell into the corniness after where he started saying, you know, uh, oh, you, you eat dog food. So when your wife co- yeah. burns the turkey, you don't know the difference because you eat dog food. And then he started, you know, crapping on uh, Alabama and uh, football and whatever. But basically, he gets he gets his stooges Robert Roode and uh, to and Dolph Ziggler out to have Robert Roode fight uh, fight your boy Roman in a match here. Um, and, um, so the match happens immediately after the break where you have, uh, where, where it starts off, well, not starts off, but two minutes in, we get a standing headlock. I'm never a fan of that. There's a lot of heel posturing by Bobby Roode, Roode Spinebusters Roman on the announce table. They go through the hits, uh, Roman with the, uh, 10 clotheslines in the corner, Bobby Roode with the blockbuster. Roman deadlifts Bobby Roode into a really high sit-out powerbomb, and Roode kicks out of it at uh, at a very, very slim margin. Uh, there's a Superman punch on Roode uh, as he jumps off the top rope and gets covered again for another slim kickout. Um, uh, Roman hits a spear, uh, goes for a spear, but he gets countered into a spine buster, which was really neat. Um, and Roode tries to clock Roman with the scepter, with uh, King, this is the best King part. Roman Say hello to your kids. He say hello. Uh, not exactly here. He tries to do it in the match first, but he eats a spear oh, and Roman yeah, gets the win. Comes... Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That, that's what. See, you, you just made my salary for the evening. I, I keep it together. That's my thing. Good job. <laughs> um, after the match, uh, Ziggler attacks. He eats a Samoan drop. Uh, Roman fights Corbin on. And this is the part that. Uh, this is the part here that we're talking about. Uh, Bobby Roode goes and gets a chair, sets it up in the ring, and grabs the scepter, puts Roman's head on it. I'm immediately, I'm having flashbacks of Ned Stark here at this point. And he says, say hello to your kids, have a happy Thanksgiving. He goes to ram his, uh, just, well, ram the scepter into, uh, into Roman's skull, but Roman moves out of the way, and then Roman loses it. He loses it because he referenced his family. We've seen Roman go nuts on it before, and I like this little bit of continuity here. It's happened in the past. People call out Roman's family. Well, Roman just loses it. He um, he spears Rude through the barricade on the outside, then starts launching <laughs> Graves. Like, literally tossing them like from across the way. All the way over there. And then on Dolph Ziggler, he takes the stairs and just like, does a spin move and just wallops Dolph Ziggler with them. And that looked fantastic. And then he flips the commentary table over onto Bobby Roode while Baron Corbin is at the top of the ramp. And he's like, he's not doing anything. He's not coming after his boys. He's like, I'm not getting involved in this. Roode does a stretcher job. I'm going to tell you the match was okay. It made, I think it was good because the crowd was really into it. God, the crowd was hot for this match. But uh, I dug the final angle, Kelsey. I really did. I did too because it's a different side of Roman. Like, it's the serious side of Roman that I really like where he gets really intense. You see him 
as a really powerful threat kind of thing. And uh, like you said, the continuity was really impressive where you talk bad about his family. Oh, he's mm. not going to have that. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. And not only did he toss the announce table, but we also saw the death of a monster energy drink pouring out onto the floor. <laughs> and apparently someone uh, saw that it spilled all over Corey Graves' phone, oh, they think, which would be pretty funny if he sabotaged <laughs> Graves' phone. So no more bad tweets from Graves if that was the phone in question. So that was our first, our, our first segment. I, I, I thought it was fine. It set, it set the table, and man, the crowd was just eating everything up. I got to tell you, another thing that I liked about this was, and I want to get your thoughts, it's crazy how uh, how they're taking care of Roman and not putting him in these positions that he was, uh, you know, in 2017 and 2018, which where the audience grew to, well, maybe less 2018 because he was out most of the year, but let's say 2016, 2017, where the audience just grew to uh, to hate him. They, they just turned on him. I thought yeah. his promo was very, very loose. It felt a lot more like Joe as opposed to Roman. And in the ring as well, I don't know. It feel, Do you think that, and this is just pure speculation, do you think that maybe because he's not in a main event program right now, he doesn't have Vince like always over him and maybe he's he just has a little more room, a little more wiggle room to do what he feels like? I think that could be a real possibility and a probability for sure. Um, I like that he's not in the main event scene. He's not like right in the spotlight all the time. He's still prominent, but it's not so much in your face anymore. And I think that's done wonders for how over he is with the crowd. I mean, obviously he's way more sympathetic in real life now, knowing his struggles and stuff that helps as well. But like, like you said, the place on the card, I think helps even more because people don't like when something's thrown, yeah. you know, down their throats, like uh, it's too much. This is just, like somebody said when I was saying, is Corbin really a good heel? Well, he's kind of helping people cheer on Reigns. So in that way, I do think he's pretty good because you don't want Corbin to go over. You don't want – or Corbin's team in this case because it wasn't exactly Corbin facing him. But you don't want that side to be victorious. So in that way, he's doing an effective job at being a heel. Whether it's go-away heat or legit heat, it doesn't really matter what kind of heat Corbin has. I think it's effective nonetheless, and I think it helps Reigns in this case. And uh, I'm interested to see where it's going to go from here, but I like the place on the card it's at. Young Bibby sent us a super chat. He says, random question. Those are the ones we kind of like. Do you think Baron Corbin will ever be a babyface? Also, are we ever going to get Bailey versus Carmella? Baron Corbin will, I mean, you never know, but I mean, right now his, his heel shtick is working really well. Uh, and Bailey versus Carmella, I'd like to see it. There's history there. Uh, Kelsey, what do you think about these two random questions from young Bibby? I'd love to see Bailey versus Carmella. I think that'd be a really interesting match. Um, like you said, there, there's some history there. It would make sense. Um, but it would also be a good physical matchup, too, because both can go in the ring, especially when Bailey is on, she can go. Um, and... In terms of Corbin, no way. I can't see him as a face. He's doing so well in this heel role, and he's gone so far down this path. Like, how could you possibly turn him the other way? I just don't see a scenario in which anytime soon that would happen at all. I mean, m maybe way, way, way down in the future if they do something yeah. Alistair Blackish. 
because you know he likes morbid stuff he likes collecting skulls and weird things if you ever see any of his outside of the ring stuff so if they kind of go with making him more cool and menacing and not so in your face yeah they could possibly turn him but at this point why there's no point Tim Traver, a uh, good friend of the show gave us a super chat as well he said i got a real bad burn on, burn on my left hand yesterday hope you're doing okay there tim Joseph Farley left us a uh, big super chat. Thank you very much. He said, I don't know if we need a swear jar tonight. We always do. Joseph, you know that. But here we are. Well, yeah, Kelsey doesn't. <laughs> Not with but, me. You know, I'm another story. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Only if he's <laughs> yeah, exactly. around, but he's not around tonight. Um, I'm <laughs> glad we do, we didn't get a stupid Thanksgiving gimmick match where probably Maverick ends up with his head in the stuffing hole of a turkey. I was surprised about that, Kelsey. It's a bit of a WWE tradition to have the food fight. Did you miss it? No, I'm so happy they didn't go that direction. And maybe it's because there was a turkey on AEW that they were like, let's go a different direction. Or maybe they weren't paying attention at all. Doesn't matter. I'm just glad it wasn't there. Uh, I, I do think they reference Thanksgiving quite a bit. That's not unusual. It's WWE, and it is the day after Thanksgiving. But they didn't go overboard. I'm so happy there wasn't a food fight, pies in the face. We still don't know. I don't even, that was July 4th, I think, but we still don't know about Kevin Owens and who threw that pie. <laughs> but a different holiday. Well, but I'm glad we don't have that same question plaguing us today on the day after Thanksgiving. We're never going to live that one down. Never, ever going to yeah. live that one down. We had some Firefly Funhouse segments tonight that I'm sort of going to walk through in one segment here like Sean likes to do. Uh, we had the first one where Bray is uh, thankful for the WWE title. And he says, sharing is caring. He has a title, but he deserves a title as well. And they sort of kind of debut a Fiend-themed WWE title. And this is something that I had talked about a few weeks ago, saying, you know, they should pull it off. And we see, we saw it, you know, and it's basically, instead of the WWE logo, it's basically like the... Fiend's face all stretched out. Saw it a bit. Saw some pictures on Twitter. Gonna be honest, like I'm not the I'm not the type of guy who usually craps on new belts because oh new belts kind of thing. You know, like I love the hemp belt. I like the 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 new IC title they debuted. But Kelsey, I don't know about this one. Are you kidding me? It looked like Leatherface belt. I don't know. <laughs> As someone who likes horror movies, like, that was insanely creepy. But wearing it on a waist, that wouldn't work. You'd have to wear it over your shoulder. Um, a face on a waist, not really good. <laughs> it's strange. I, we'll, we'll see what happens. And you know, Bray hasn't been wearing titles around his waist, regardless. Exactly. You know, he's, so, it'll work. He's, you know, husky. I like it, though. I like I like the belt a lot. It's so creepy and eerie, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like a marketing ploy. Oh, for sure. I mean, but they you know they. I mean, they want to end up selling some what merch. Is it? Um. I mean, WWE is not the only one who does that, so I don't really I don't really blame them for that. I just think it looks cool. Why not? I mean, it's pretty neat. But the funny thing is, you know, everyone freaking out on Twitter, thinking this was the big segment, and all they did was reveal a belt. And then you'll explain in a second, but luckily there were more Firefly segments besides just that. So people got to calm down. And once you get to the good one, man, the, the final segment was just... You're, I'll let you You're explain. really excited to talk about it, right? But we're still on this... Yeah, we're I still am. on the first Firefly segment here. We're basically... I know. Go, go through it, Warren, so we can get to it. Go. 
he 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 uh, he being um, Bray Wyatt challenges effectively Daniel Bryan to another uh, to another fight, uh, and uh, we we see Daniel Bryan a little later on who's contemplating is he going to accept or not. But then we go back to the fun house where we see Huskis the pig boy having eaten too much at Thanksgiving, and he thinks the only thing that will make him feel better is Daniel Bryan playing with them some more. Bray Wyatt says, you know, I, I'm going to tell you what the real story about Thanksgiving is. It's not about sharing and family and whatnot. It's about the muscle man fighting off the reptilians when they tried to overcome, uh, to overtake humanity. And then we move into a musical segment, a 1990s themed rap session where we can be fat with a PH that is, uh, where they cut uh, into this hip hop act where they uh, they start talking about reptilians and the Illuminati, uh, the people with the triangles who are going to take our, our businesses. You know, I, I like weird stuff. This was right up my alley. I dug this. Uh, and I also, what I what I like, it was still in the theme of the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse and everything because they uh because it starts off goofy there's some levity but then it becomes weird and creepy and uh, very menacing so i liked it what did you think about this part here i flipping loved it it was the best part of the show i mean i want to learn that rap and the dance like i can't even do any part of it but it was awesome um like you said, I like how it starts off kind of funny and jovial, and then at the end you're just like creeped out. So really, honestly, any Firefly Funhouse thing is gold in my opinion. It's been really on fire since they debuted it. I just really like this character. I really like what they do with the Funhouse segments. It's so Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Every time I see it, it's like, God, it's so Pee-wee. And that's why I love it, because I grew up loving Pee-wee's Playhouse, so it extra appeals to me. But the, specifically, the dance was really cool. And then at the end, they showed this like demon in the background. Like You didn't see it in the foreground of the... Uh, of the graphic, but there was like this red demon looking dude. And I think it was behind, they had like a graphic of the belt. I don't know, but it was super menacing and really effective and just makes me wonder what's going to happen next. So we'll talk about the, uh, the main event when we get there. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm leading you into the leads. <laughs> but ahead. as far as segments go, we, we did have the firefly, the firefly Funhouse, but we had another one, a return Kelsey, the fella. Seamus calling the locker room, uh, having saying the locker room is full of misfits and cowards. There's a fiend, a king, a shorty G, whatever the hell that is, he says. And he says SmackDown has no backbone and he's going to be it. Seamus setting up for a return, Kelsey. Now, there's what I'm really I'm, excited and about. Why this, wouldn't yeah. you be excited? Look, he's had a long career in wwe his last and i think his last tenure with uh with cesaro as the bar was one that really helped break a lot of preconceptions that we had about sheamus but it's crazy to think that this is a guy that that his career isn't celebrated more this is a guy who won the wwe championship three times he won the big gold belt once as well He's held the United States champion two times. He's been Raw Tag Team champion four times. SmackDown champion once. He's won King of the Ring. He's won Money in the Bank. He's won the Royal Rumble. He's main evented WrestleMania, Kelsey. 
Why aren't people screaming at the top of the mountains for the return of Seamus? I don't know. That's a great question, Warren, actually, because I think for a while he was plagued by just being really corny mm -hmm. when he was a baby face. But as you said, his last run with the bar really kind of showed a different side of him. And that's why... I'm excited, but a little hesitant about his return because, as we saw, the Mohawk's gone. He's got his old look back. Maybe it's just a look change, but if he's going back to that old persona, which doesn't really match what he said in his promo, um, if he goes back to that old persona, I don't know how over he's going to be just because I think that kind of leans towards the mm -hmm. corny side of the spectrum. And I think he excels in, like, the heelish fun serious side of the spectrum like where he's serious but also fun and he works so well with cesaro and ironically i know you're gonna get there i'm not <laughs> jumping ahead of you but you'll talk about it in a few minutes ironically cesaro teams up with nakamura on the show that we announced that sheamus is coming back i think that's kind of funny and i was almost expecting like is sheamus gonna get involved here somehow at the end but uh but no but anyway uh it's sure. cool to see him but how are they gonna present him that's my big question. He's done a lot to transform himself into this badass persona. And then he does his Celtic warrior workouts online as well, which have, uh, uh, which, uh, you know, did help create, I think, at least in the eyes of online fans, uh, create a new vision for himself. Like he has shifted. Um, I'm really excited to like, I saw him come back. I was really excited. And we, we were, we were, talking to each other uh, online uh, as this was going on and you pointed out no mohawk i think it might yeah. be a, I, i think it might be no. a babyface sign that he doesn't have the mohawk anymore because a mohawk is a is clearly a heel thing and if he comes back as a heel and he doesn't have the mohawk anymore it's a faux pas Chelsea. it's a fashion faux pas it is a faux pas i'm sad i you know we we all said You look stupid. But now that it's not there, no, I'm now like, you no, look stupid. this yeah. looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, no, no. And yeah, he might be coming back as a baby face. This could be a sign. But like I said, I'm worried about that presentation of him. I don't think he excels as well as a baby face. So uh, only time will tell. But I miss the Mohawk. That's all I know for sure. I can't believe I'm even saying that, but I do miss it. We had another match. Uh, Mustafa Ali defeated uh, Drew Gulak in a quick match. Uh, basically, Drew threw Ali off of the top turnbuckle, got a single leg crab on him, but uh, Ali hit a great, great, great super kick. Tornado DDT and the 450 for the pin. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I'm okay with Ali getting quick wins like this, helping establish him. Uh, yeah, give me some thoughts here. Oh. I got a lot of thoughts about Al Ali. We, we I mean, can use Mustafa you know, my, uh, Ali now, I, right? We're back to being full name basis uh, with him. I guess we are. It's just easier <laughs> to say Ali, I guess, and quicker, but we can use the full name. Uh, you know, my podcast partner, Paul, he really likes Ali. I am like, you know, he's a great wrestler. But there's billions of great wrestlers right now. That's the thing. You got to have something more. Now, his backstory is the interesting thing. Like a true babyface behind the scenes in his real life when they present his story to the audience. And they do that every now and then. But I feel like they should be doing that more if they really want to seriously push him. He was in such a good position months ago. And then, of course, we saw Kofi rise up and benefit from Ali being out of that match. And then we got the Kofi Cinderella story, which really, I guess, could have been somewhat of 
of a mm-hmm. Cinderella story for Ali, but I don't think it would have been as big or effective as Kofi's. So now, you know, Ali's struggling a little bit. He's not in the place he was then. In fact, he was even rejected when he first came back. So it's kind of surprising to see where Ali has gone to now, how everything has played out. But I think they've got to do more presenting of his backstory because to me, when I see him wrestle, he's got a beautiful 450. But, you know, a lot of people do. That's the thing. There's a lot of great guys out there who can wrestle wrestle their hearts out show me something more show me some more personality not just outside of the ring with his babyface story but in the ring as well, well that's what i would like to see that, it's an interesting point that you brought up because i've i had this discussion uh with a couple of people regarding umberto carrillo over on raw where he here's another guy who was a very very talented wrestler who can do some fantastic high spots he works lucha style really really well but so do a lot of people and and yeah. I think one of the reasons why we're seeing Carrillo be a little unpushed or depushed, because he did come in, you know, with AJ Styles and Seth Rollins coming coming in hot, but he's not connecting with the audience because I think he just lacks he lacks something very natural, you know, just that thing where you can just reach over, just be in the ring, give a couple of looks, some body language, and you get the crowd over on your side. And I, that's something that Mustafa Ali has in droves. And it's one of the reasons, I think, why we're still seeing him and why they still want to give him a chance because despite the backstory and everything, he has he has that, that element, that little something that helps him get over with the audience. He has that connection. He's able to grab the audience. And I feel it's one of the reasons, you know, if we're going to do draw comparisons, because like you said, they're two excellent wrestlers. They can do pretty much here, you know, I'm blanket statement here, but you know, they can do pretty much the same things, but it's not the same thing, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're great exactly wrestlers, but Carillo is just lacking something and Ali has it. That's why we're continuing down this route. And I think it's a good thing that WWE yeah. continues to push him, uh, that they keep creating new stars because they don't want to paint themselves into a corner where they end up at a, at some point we're like, oh well, uh, who are we going to turn to now for to challenge X for Y? You know, so that's that's really important. Yes. And he he does have a connection with the audience. People people people. I think have he does. Yeah, I just want to see more personality, sure, sure, sure. like them letting him shine. But they're doing a good job, and this big win in a quick way, sure. I think, is personality, a good step. Like coming out with a mask with lights on it does not equate to a personality. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, yeah, and like on the indies, you know, he was a par- he was a part of, I think he was part of a tag team where... Who was it that he, do you remember who he teamed with? He also wore the mask or they had like the same creator of the mask. So he's not even the only guy with that lighting up mask. There's another guy on the indies who who wrestles with that as well. Same guy who makes the mask for both of them. So you can't just be a guy in a light up mask, but I don't think he is. I'm not trying to sell him short at all, Warren. I I like him a lot. I just want them to keep that baby face story in the forefront and also i want them to give him time for his personality to shine uh too. sure because you, you can't always rely on a gimmick or something you wear you know it's not it's not just because you wear a the same johnny gargano hat every time you do a podcast that you're necessarily an interesting person ladies and gentlemen if you're watching for the fightful podcast right now why don't you give us a a, a like on youtube right now that kind of stuff helps out quite a bit and remember if you want your statement or question read on air just drop us a super chat, and it will be my pleasure to do so. Another segment. Feels like there was a lot of these tonight, Kelsey. Bailey and Sasha Banks yeah. hit the ring. They come out. They're they're mad, Kelsey. Sasha says, there's no rah-rah speech tonight, and I popped. You know why the whole rah-rah speech thing with Seth Rollins a couple of weeks ago that blew up the the news that was not quite accurately reported. Sasha says that um, her team at Survivor Series lost because she didn't pick the team herself. The crowd starts chanting, you tapped out at Bailey while she's doing her promo, which, uh, which I loved. That was fantastic. Um, I really loved it too. She says, um, uh, she uh, Bailey basically says SmackDown and herself didn't lose because NXT is better. It's because the whole locker room let them down. Sasha says that uh, the you know there wasn't just there wasn't a weak link on the, her team. The whole team was the weak link, and Bailey even calls out or singles out specifically Lacey Evans, saying. Telling her, if you weren't sipping your sweet tea out on your porch and spending more time in the ring, maybe we wouldn't be in this position right now, Lacey. Uh, I'm just going to stop at this point here. I, I'd i like to get your thoughts. I thought Sasha was doing some very good promo work. Probably the best promo work she's done since returning from injury. But Bailey, on the other hand, man, they have got to stop feeding her such dumbass corny lines. It's ridiculous. I'm not liking this version of Bailey. People were so excited to see her go heel. You've got so few wrestlers in WWE that can portray pure faces as well as Bailey. 
and also I think Sami Zayn. But I'm cool with Sami Zayn as a heel because he's phenomenal. He's just so hilarious and ridiculous and over the top and obnoxious. So Sami could really do either. But Bailey, like you had such a pure, believable baby face who it didn't feel corny when she was being like a face. It felt natural and organic. And so now this heel version of her, I'm not liking, she seems uncomfortable with it herself. And that's what I think makes it kind of hard to buy into personally that's what i think it is and like you said the corny lines they don't help at all meanwhile you're paired up with sasha that helps a little bit um you know at least sasha's the stronger one of the two but like you said uh sasha hasn't always been strong with her promos but tonight i really liked it my favorite line uh you know the whole team was the wink link i think that was a really cool statement uh i kind of popped at that actually and also as a Southern lady myself, there ain't nothing wrong with <laughs> sipping some sweet tea. You wouldn't know about it, Warren, because you're Canadian. Yeah, first of all, su- sweet tea is great. Yeah, we, um, we, we we don't we don't have porches ahead. here. We have you know piles of spruce le- uh, spruce trees that we pile on top of each other, and we don't sip tea on it. We eat poutine. That's what we do. Um, well, well, I like um, tea but too. You, you don't do it like we do. So, well, what do you, you do know, it you, like? You, you, you dive right into it and it's like you, you take the cheese and everything and you just pop it into your mouth all at once. You know, I've seen people be very proper and it's like, you want a bit of the cheese, oh, a, bit of the, a bit of the fries. No, you just dive right in. It's, please do. That's do how that the Canadians do it. Lacey Evans no, comes no. out because she was she was heralded. She was summoned. Um, and um, uh, she comes out and she says, basically, Sasha and Bailey don't have enough class to sit at a kiddie table. She wouldn't let them, and okay, since you're Southern, maybe you can figure this one out for me. She says, I wouldn't let you two nasties lead the chicken dance at a garden party. And both Sasha and Bailey sort of looked at each other. They gave a what? And, And I'm like, I'm with you, ladies. I don't get it either. I don't know. Does that mean something? I don't know, but... I like because it, it was so absurd. Like me, I like absurd things. You know, uh, Troll oh 2 God. is one of my favorite movies. It's so great. It's so bad. It's good. So this line, I even wrote it down. I was like, <laughs> chicken dance at a garden party. I put like 10, I put like 10 question marks. I, gotta, but I really liked it. I was like, I, I got to tell you, I thought, it it, I thought this was corny too. I didn't quite get it. But the crowd apparently was into it. And like Kristen Ashley on Twitter, Fightful contributor uh and uh, co-owner of uh, belltobells.com said on on twitter she said only in roll tide godless alabama would lacey evans be over uh, she, evans, <laughs> evans says she's the <laughs> evans says she's the locker room leader and she starts <laughs> tapping at the belt saying to bailey you tapped out you tapped out but sasha white knights for bailey and she eats a woman's right kelsey what do you, do you think about this segment overall? Where do you think we're going with it? I I liked Sasha's part in it. I liked Lacey's part in it. I thought Lacey did really well. And I've been critical of Lacey Evans on my podcast in the past. I've been critical of her in-ring and her promos. But really, like, man, 
she's really good sometimes. She really, really is. She's so strong in character, and she's really strong and impressive in the ring sometimes, depending on the, you know, the time that you catch her, because <laughs> sometimes she's just off, but everyone could be off. I mean, I can't do what they can do, so I'm not really one to judge too harshly, but uh, I liked the segment, especially for Evans. I thought she really shined overall in it, and, and like we both said, Sasha really came off strong, too, kind of berating the whole team besides her. It's a classic heel thing to do, but Bailey, the one takeaway I really think is Bailey needs to be a better heel and more comfortable heel because it just n is not working right now, especially in her promos. We have uh, we have Sonya Deville versus Nikki Cross. That happens. Oh, wait, wait, before we do, we have some super tests. What am I doing? I'm losing control already. My mind is all over the place uh, because we were talking about Kristen Ashley a minute ago. Uh, she says uh, she left us a super chat saying, love Kel seeing Kelsey on here. Fightful is lucky to have her. Go watch her pod. And we'll... Oh, I love you, Kristen. We're gonna give, Thank we're, you. That's you're so gonna sweet. have to stay to the end of the of the show to figure out to 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 for the main event so that Kelsey will plug all her stuff. So be sure you stay till the end. Joseph Farley leaves us another super chat. He says Kelsey is right. Sweet tea is magic. Heck yeah, it's so good. You gotta have like oh. ten Splendas in it. Uh, if you have iced tea without the sweetness. Use like a ton of Splendas, teeth, and that'll fix teeth. it right up. So Sonya Deville versus Nikki Cross happened. Actually, uh, Nikki Cross defeated Sonya Deville. Mandy makes fun. It was a night of really corny, stupid lines, Kelsey. Mandy decides to make fun of Nikki by saying that she looks like a cold plate of Thanksgiving leftovers. I do not understand what that meant. Because cold, a plate of leftovers is usually really, really good. De yeah, I know, like... Everyone's talking about how great Thanksgiving leftovers left leftovers are. I'm getting tongue twisted. I'm wanting some leftovers right now, so I can't even concentrate. But Roman Reigns opens up saying, "If you got leftovers in the fridge, it's still Thanksgiving." So you you're contradicting something that, that you good. already said earlier in the show in a way. When yeah, exactly. Everyone's saying, you know, that they like leftovers, and yet she's using it as an insult. And you know, it's just. As much as I liked the Evans line that was corny, I hated this line. One, I hate when any female wrestler kind of goes against the looks of another because it's just cheap. And, like, some male wrestlers do it when they talk about height, but it's not done as prominently with male wrestlers as it is with the women. And I just think it's so cheap. Like, you can say anything else. You could talk about her performance. You could you could you could just berate her any other kind of way. You could talk about how crazy she mm -hmm. is because she plays a crazy character, or how obsessed with Bliss she is. Whatever. You don't have to go there. And if you do go there, at least have it make sense because this didn't make sense at all. What what does a cold plate of leftovers even look like? I don't know. Food. It looks delicious <laughs> to me. I don't know. Me too. Uh, but the, this was a quick match. Deville hits a sliding knee. Cross hits the running bulldog and wins with an inside cradle. Fire and Desire beat up on Nikki Cross afterwards. And another return tonight. Alexa Bliss hits the ring to save her friend. Takes out both uh, Fire and Desire. And Alexa and Nikki Cross hit a double DDT on Mandy. And boy, oh boy, was uh, Nikki Cross thrilled to see her friend back, Kelsey. I really liked this. I think it was so effective, and the crowd popped huge. Just in every way, this is a return done right. And, you know, after 
Mandy said that terrible comment. I was like, yeah, even more so because it was so bad and stupid. I was like, at least there's a payoff in this segment. At least there's something good that can come out of this segment instead of it just being that ridiculous, stupid line and then nothing come of it. But yeah, this was really well done. And I'm glad to see she's back. I hope she actually stays back for a while this time because we keep seeing her like she comes back for a little while. Then there's a problem and she leaves, comes back, leaves. Hopefully she could stay healthy. Hopefully we can see her for a while for an extended period of time. Yeah. I really love her and Nikki together. And, you know, I want to talk about another heel turn in a different promotion, of course. You know, we had the MJF Cody thing. And that was hinted at for a while. You knew it was going to happen. But you didn't know when it was going to happen. I think it happened kind of early where MJF turned on Cody. But, you know, everyone was waiting for it to happen. Whereas I think eventually... Bliss will turn on Nikki Cross, but I think it'll be even more effective than the MGF Cody thing because they're they're prolonging it way longer than I ever anticipated. And like Bliss is really, really playing into it really well. Like her, her character portrayal of her friendship with uh with Cross has been really believable. I like it a lot. And I think they've got a great chemistry as a team. So I think the turn, the eventual turn, which I think is going to happen, I'm not 100% positive, but if they don't do it, it's kind of silly because it's gold. I mean, the eventual match between them would be gold. But once it happens, it'll I think will be a lot more powerful than what we saw with MJF and Cody. It was good, but like we saw and it coming. And we all thought that Alexa was, was going quick. to turn on Nikki way before this as well. And like you said, and I, I'm in complete agreement, they lean so much into the friendship. And Nikki Cross is so invested in it when it does happen. Because I, I also concur, it's inevitable. Alexa Bliss, does. that's what she yes. does. That's her MO. It's her specialty. That's what she does. She turns on her friends. So she, it is going to happen. Exactly. And when it does, I think it is going to legitimately break all our hearts because Nikki Cross is so clearly invested in it. She believes in this friendship. Uh, I, you know, we criticize WWE a lot for things that they, that they mess up because they do. But I think that yeah. once again, we need to underscore how well the Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss partnership has been handled and how good it's been for Nikki Cross. She's been one of the sole women outside of the four horsewomen who has who has received any kind of shine and push over the past few months it's been serving her very very well they've been doing a good job 100% agree and you know this is so much better than what they did with Bliss oh, sure. and Nia Jax. I think this is that type of situation done correctly. And when we see the turn, it'll be way more effective than that. So not only are they kind of doing something right, they're doing something better than they did in the past. So props to them. Got to give them props where props are due. And they're due. Stargazer in the chat says, this is the uh, left of a super chat. I mean, it's not just that. And thank you, by the way. He says, uh, this is, or she, they say, this is the best era. I, I'll, I'm going to power through this one. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get it right. I'll do it. I'll do it. You can do it, Warren. Uh, this is the best era of women heels in so long. Who's your favorite indie female heel? Ours is the Howley Cromwell, uh, at uh, on uh, on Twitter. Um, I have a big, big penchant for, and and it depends where she's wrestling, and and but. Mercedes Martinez is able to play a heel like no one else can on the indie circuit. But then again, she flips she flips around so much. But I got to see her live in May, and she was a heel, and she was 
Fantastic. Kelsey, who do you like on the indie circuit as a, a woman heel? You know, I don't even know if she's a heel anymore, but I think the best woman on the non-WWE scene is Tessa Blanchard. I mean, I don't think she's necessarily a heel right now because she's so over and because she had that program with Sammy Callahan, but I haven't watched Impact in so long. But I, like, would be remiss if I didn't say that she's, like, my favorite women's wrestler. Sure especially outside of WWE. She's so great. And I really do wish I had more time to watch Impact because I've heard that the program with Sammy Callahan, who I think is the best or one of the best male heels out there, I think their program together, I've heard it's great. So I really, I got to catch that. Dana Brooke is on her phone backstage, Kelsey. I wonder who she's talking to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Batista. I <laughs> love it. It was just such a... A wink, wink moment. I thought it was amazing. Of course, we're referencing the fact that Batista and Dana Brooke are flirting online. They're flaunting it for all of us to just be like, y'all in your happiness. I love it. Drake Maverick comes over. Nudge, wink, wink. Monty Python. (laughs) Drake Maverick comes over with some (laughs) mistletoe. He tries to kiss Dana Brooke, who's like, aren't you married? And he says it's complicated. Oh, developments. But the big do- the big oh, deal here is Elias yeah. coming back, singing a song, cutting it on Drake Maverick. Elias has been out for a while. He's been injured, was supposed to come back, didn't quite come back. Apparently, they're leaning more into it, perhaps back into a baby first persona. I don't know, but it was good to see him back. We're going to move on to the New Day Open Challenge. They hit the ring to put over Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Sami Zayn comes out to... to tear down Thanksgiving, calling it a, a a holiday where you celebrate imperialism. And Black Friday as a play is a marketing scam which promotes rabid consumerism. Uh and he's right. <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the thing. He is as an American, I can say it. <laughs> but true. I mean, but I thought it, it was a good promo to really establish the fact that you're not supposed to like these guys. Uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke accept the open challenge, and uh, we are into it. Cesaro hits a gut wrench suplex on Kofi Kingston, who gets tossed to the outside and eats a running European uppercut by Cesaro over the commentary table. Big E eventually gets the hot tag on uh, Shinsuke. He does the belly to belly suplexes, but Shin moves away from the big splash. The New Day had uh, Shinsuke. Uh, oh, the, I, there was a cool move here where uh, the New Day had Shinsuke Nakamura on Biggie's shoulders, and Kofi goes up onto the top rope, jumps off, and just stomps onto Shinsuke's shoulders as Biggie is dropping him face first. I liked it. I, th- I, th- I thought that was a cool spot, Kelsey. It was an awesome spot. I mean, Big E, incredible. And, of course, Kofi, too. They're just I such love a great the innovation. I love when they pull out new moves like that. It always keeps me on my toes. I prefer that than seeing the same old routine week after week. Cesaro uppercuts uh, Kofi as he flies off to the outside. Cesaro then unloads a series of quick uppercuts on Kofi in the, uh, in the corner. He catches Kofi's trouble in paradise and ropes, rope hangs him. He uh, distracts the ref in the meantime while Sami Zayn tries to plaster Kofi with the pancake platter, but he gets tossed out. But this all wins. The New Day wins. That's the most important thing here. What'd you think of the match? Kofi got the pin. I'm glad about that. I mean, 
I know this has kind of been to death, but the, the, you know, it's just such a weird transition from Kofi being champ to like now. Yes, he's like tag team champ, but it's, it's just weird the way they treat it. They don't seem to like reference it that much or that heavily. And that's what's weird about it. But I'm glad at least he got the pin because like he is like a former like champion, like hardcore champion, like the top of the food chain champion. So to me, it's like at least he got the pin here. The match was great. I mean, I dig the new day. A lot of people are like, oh, when are they going to break up? But I'm like, I don't know. I really like them together. They're, they're not still never me, break so. up the new day. That's, you know, people always say, you know, there's no such thing as real friendships and wrestling friendships and wrestling will always lead to feuds. But I think that the new day has to prove everyone wrong. This, they always find a way to keep themselves fresh. They're always entertaining. They're a great act. They are one of the most consistently great acts in WWE on the, on, on the microphone and in the ring. And the the totally thing is agree. that, and we talk about it on the show here, and Sean goes into conniptions every time we talk about it. They haven't, they haven't, they've stopped mentioning that Kofi Kingston has been, a, a, was a WWE champion. And tonight, you know, at some point, Michael Cole is like, it's in, you know, Kofi Kingston's celebrated career. And I, my ears perk up and I'm like, oh, are they going to mention it? <laughs> He's held the tag team titles for over 900 and some days. And I'm like, motherfucker. They just don't. And I, th and one of it's the weird. reasons why it's weird, Kelsey, in my opinion, is because we never got closure on Kofi's reign as champion. It ended in 30 seconds yes. on the first SmackDown on Fox. And, we didn't even get we didn't even get Kofi Kingston outside the ring with his head in his hands, you know, or nothing, yeah. nothing. He did nothing about it. There was no follow up. There was hardly anything about it. It's it's frustrating as someone who loved his run. It's really frustrating. That's all right. But <laughs> so I, I'm glad the new the new day got them got the win here. This match was fine. It was OK. Cesaro. Rocking the chinos. I like it. He's such a he's such a blessing <laughs> to us all. Moving on to the final, the final, the main event. Um, just a little previous to this, Miz runs into uh Daniel Bryan and he says, you know, I'm not your friend, I'm not your mentor. But you know, is it worth fighting the fiend again? Because it changes people. And the you know, God it breaks me to say this, Daniel Bryan, but the locker room needs you. Your family needs you. And ooh, we talk about the family tonight on Thanksgiving. Roman Reigns, uh, Daniel Bryan, they're getting prime, man. They're ready to go. They're ready to throw hands. Don't talk about the family. And Miz sort of slinks away. That leads us to Daniel Bryan coming to the ring. He says he's he, he's been thinking about the Fiend's challenge. He got a lot of unsolicited advice tonight. He's saying that if he does go in the ring again, he's going to, ch yes, it will change him like it changed Finn Balor, like it changed Seth, Seth Rollins. And just as a little aside here, I just want to get your thoughts on this, Kelsey. I liked how they tied that in. Finn Balor ending up on NXT as a heel. Seth with his uh, newly found edge. I thought it was an interesting, I think it's interesting to put that on the on the back of them having to have fought uh, the fiend. I think it's very interesting and telling. 
so uh so he says um he says he needed to change but he did change during his match with the fiend and then he turns to the audience saying that it's your passion your voice your energy that made me into the person that I, you have here before you the person that i have always been this whole time the yes movement is back the, and will he accept the challenge will you let me know the audience goes yes yes it thunderous everyone was into it daniel bryan chimes in bray wyatt appears on screen again and he says he's very very cryptic just planting some seeds says you know daniel uh you, you know i'm sure you want to go through with this you know but maybe you don't remember but you helped build this place referencing their feud from a couple of years ago most likely and he says i i'm a i'm, I'm a man of my word I said we were going to get a new face tonight, so I'm in the Firefly Funhouse, so here we go. The lights go out. The red appears. Virtual Game Boy. The virtual Game Boy look pops up. And the fiend, well, actually, someone comes out from under the tarp. It's the blade. The butcher. It's the butcher and the blade. It's like we've seen this before. <laughs> it's the fiend who comes out and drags Daniel Bryan under the ring and starts yanking fistfuls of his hair out. Yeah. Not just like a few strands. And not just like... No, it was like all of the hair. It's all gone. Kelsey, you've been chomping at the bit to talk about this. The floor is yours. I really, like I said at the beginning, I really liked this. I thought... It was a perfect way to end the show, and I was like, that's it? I wanted to see more. Like, I wanted to see him kind of, like, come out of the the destructive hole in the middle of the ring. I wanted to see him, like, grasp out just a little peek of what we're going to see next week. I mean, I just think it's so effective. Like, as the audience, you're, you're wondering, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Is Daniel Bryan going to be transformed and be an evil guy? Or is he just going to be, like, off of TV for a while? We don't know what's happened to him. Um, I don't know. Like you said, is he going to like revert back to a former persona? I don't know. There's so many ways you can go with this. Uh, I don't know. I think it was well done. And, and you know, we're definitely going to get a new face from Daniel Bryan after this. I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily recover getting your hair yanked out like that really easily without <laughs> any kind of, uh, you know, a, a little touching up afterwards. So that was SmackDown tonight. Kelsey, overall, uh, you know, very heavy on the segments, very light on the wrestling, but uh, they're setting up a lot of stuff tonight. There were a lot of returns. I thought I thought this was one of the better episodes since they moved to Fox. I actually agree with you, and I'm surprised because I told you, I was like, Warren, you're special, man. I'm watching SmackDown Live for you, like as in like in real time. I usually right. watch it later. So I was like, I'm actually watching it. And I was pleasantly surprised. Pretty good. And I thought I would really have, like, a not-as-excited feel because, you know, it was really cool, although confusing. I know you and Sean talked about that, like, that last week. But it was confusing when NXT came in and was involved. But it was also exciting. So after Survivor Series is over, I'm like, man, you know, no NXT people. It's just back to the old routine of just, like, the same old superstars right. on SmackDown, which I think is good and bad, like... I know Sean was talking about how he doesn't really want the brands polluted. Like, he doesn't want NXT to be crossing over all the time because then it keeps it special for, like, Royal Rumble, etc. And I agree with that. But at the same time, I was like, but it was so exciting to see them on SmackDown. So I thought, 
I was a little biased. I was like, I'm probably not going to like this episode too much. But pleasantly, I have to give it its due props. You know, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, I would have to say a B plus. No, oh, there you go. There you go. So uh, the, I I enjoyed it as well. I Like I said, they're, I feel like they're establishing some new stuff, some new directions. We're going to be leading into TLC. I like a little more wrestling on my wrestling shows, though. But that's yeah. that's a that's a personal thing. Um, well, you know, like if I want to watch wrestling, I'll go like like just the wrestling. I'll watch New oh, Japan. Oh, sure. But here, I think if it's good stories, I don't mind a lot of segments. If it's setting up stuff, it's for cool. sure. So since this is setting things up, I'm like, eh, I don't mind that this week's kind of light on wrestling. But I get what you're saying. I Absolutely. do. And they do have great athletes, so why not let them wrestle? But at least these segments set things up. At least they made sense, and at least they weren't overly too corny. Uh, they mostly worked. <laughs> they mo- they mostly worked. Indeed. Most. Kelsey, it was a pleasure to have you on the uh, on the program, on the post show tonight. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, find your excellent content, because Kelsey is a prolific YouTuber, podcaster. She does it all, but I'll let her do her sales pitch. Thanks, Warren. I really appreciate appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate also Sean letting me come on. Uh, both of you guys just... You guys rock so hard, and thanks so much. Uh, I'm not trying to plug Bluetooth or anything, <laughs> but that just was too coincidental not to mention. But my plugs that I do want to say, uh, superkickingit.com, and that's with a G, S-U-P-E-R-K-I-C-K-I-N-G-I-T. I mean, you could find all my stuff there. There's links to everything I do. I'm also working with a new site. I love Fightful, but I'm also going to be doing work with wrestlingnews.co so please check out their youtube channel you can also see me hit mjf if you like heels getting their comeuppance you can watch me hit mjf with a piece of paper at starcast that just happened i have that interview up on uh wrestling news's youtube now it's pretty funny but um as far as twitter check me out on twitter at super kicking it pretty easy it's the same as the website and you could also check out my podcast it's two-faced wrestling talk you could find us on twitter at two-faced pod or you can go to twofacepod.com and there's links to all the different platforms you can use to subscribe to us right there on a little tab that says find the pod pretty self-explanatory it uh leads you right through how to do it so i really appreciate you let me plug oh, everything course. warren uh, no you're the ghost the most, as I said in the okay, beginning. I was about to say something nice. No, I'll say it anyway. Uh, Kelsey's great. Go check out her stuff. Subscribe. Find her. Get get involved. We get a, we got a last-minute super chat from Intergalactic Heel Turn. It says, Warren and Kelsey, you guys are awesome. By the way, we just abducted Stargazer. He's with us now. Please show us some love at Intergalactic Heel Turn on Instagram. Okay. Thank you all very much for joining me. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Kelsey. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. Subscribe to Fightful Select. If you want more Sean Ross Sap going outside of town to get interviews and content. Until next time, everyone, thank you for coming. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.